We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Cincinnati Reds are fun again, actually, and we have a lot to talk about here on the Friday edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We are sponsored today by Batflip. Tell you a little bit more about them in a little bit here, but uh, Clay Link of Rotowire, along with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola, as usual on this Friday. Good to be with you, Todd. It has been a fun week. Andrew Abbott on Monday, and then Ellie De La Cruz, and um, yeah, I've been pretty critical of the Reds. They are my team, but I, you know, over the past year plus with the whole Phil Castellini, where you're going to go thing, and and the rest with them, but uh, finally starting to pay off and finally have a, a team with a young core that's uh, really fun to root for and, and watch every night. So things are trending up in my world. How are, how are you doing, Todd? Well, I'm a Red Sox fan, so let's just move on. <laughs> well, you've had a couple decades of success to enjoy since us Reds fans lasted. Well, we're also – the Sox are like that typical fantasy team that wins and is in last and wins and is in last. So we've also had a few last place seasons and we're headed there again. I don't, we, uh, who knows what the team is headed this year, but anyway. I held on to Chris Sale. Do you believe that it's actually minor that they're saying? I, I haven't really seen much else aside from that. Cora was hoping that it would be minor. Well, there's, there's no, other than history, which is pretty serious, then I, mean, I don't think they'd lie about it. So I we just just kind of waiting. I think they're being a little bit cautious, and mm-hmm. I know this is all about the Reds, but with little Red Sox, the team is quietly going to a youth movement within the rotation. Uh, Cutter Crawford has joined the rotation. Corey Kluber and Nick Pavetta are now in the bullpen. They didn't make a big deal of it, but I think it's clear that Boston wants to see what they have knock on wood before making some moves in the off season to, you know, to pretend that they have a Boston payroll and can play with the big, with the big boys. So I think it's a good time to check out the Crawfords and the Houts and the Whitlocks, uh, et cetera. Brian Bayo is sort of a fixture at this point. We'll see what happens. Yeah, man. It's kind of an interesting period for them and, Tough division, but the Reds are not in a tough division, and they're kind of suddenly, you know, they're not right at the very top, but they're in the middle of that division and looking like they could be kind of fun. I mentioned last week that Ellie De La Cruz was already stashed in the stake league. Andrew Abbott picked up this week for 22. Uh, He was picked up in a lot of leagues uh, earlier this week, but, I mean, I I think the Reds, these two Reds players are going to be the big free agent acquisitions and Ellie De La Cruz may be the big free free agent ticket item of the whole entire season. Do you expect to end up with Ellie De La Cruz anywhere or is that unrealistic for you at this point? For me, it's, I don't know. I have to see a couple of leagues where I've sort of, you know, all right, I can get one big move. We, we kind of joke, you know, this is, this is the week to do it. Well, until someone comes along next week, right? Someone always keeps coming along. Um, we we'll, we'll see if this is the uh, if this is the week that I in a couple of leagues make a big move. I don't know, but I mean, 
yes, you have to hedge because that's what nerds and you know professional prognosticators like me do. There's a chance that De La Cruz struggles and is sent down, aka you know, like Jordan Walker as the most mm-hmm. recent example. You know, so do you be a bit as if he's going to play whatever 90 games the remaining of the season, or you, you know, you have to in order to get it. But the projection should be for 70, or you know, it, it can't be. So, but this is where you're going to throw that stuff away. And if you need it, you, excuse me, you go out and get him. I expected him to steal some bases against Syndergaard. I was disappointed. He had a homer and a triple. <laughs> then he did add his first. <laughs> Steel, I know. Maybe yeah. that was yesterday, but yeah, yeah it yeah. was. Uh, it's pretty fun to watch. He's lighting up this Statcast radar guns, and it's uh, yeah. pretty exciting. I lo- I slotted him in just inside the top 100, right upon call out. That may, you know, feels a little uh, high. Maybe 92 is where I put him. Um, I just, you know, speed power. It's, it's a kind of a lot to ask of a young kid to, yeah. Perform as a top 100 player right away, but uh, with these tools, I don't know how I could put him any lower than that. Well, I could. It's very easy because well, what's the precedent? It's just very rare. I'd rather be wrong eight out of ten times than be able to say I got it right those one or two times. The precedent is for players not 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 of this regard. Now, you doing the list? You have your own. You know, it, it has its own personality. You know, if it's for if it's for right now, all right, I can see Cruz being in the top 100. If it's rest of season, I think we have to temper it a bit. Like I said, he may struggle. Uh, so every every list is contextual, and you have to keep you know have to understand what it's whatever. Not just your list, any list, what it is it's trying to get across, mm-hmm. and then massage it in context to your league. That's yeah, good points, and that, that applies to to really everything fantasy related. Well, Todd, uh, I mentioned Andrew Abbott picked up. He was pretty darn impressive. He goes for the same price uh, this morning as uh, AJ Smith Shaver, who's starting tonight, making his first big league starting debut out of the bullpen. But uh, James Anderson has him as the top prospect in that Atlanta organization. So. Kind of a toss-up here, at least in the stake league. Who would you rather have between Abbott and Smith Shaver if you have a preference? Don't don't you mean to say the next the next Spencer Strider? Hey, I mean, it could be. Talk about putting um, a lot of expectations. You know, on I mean, I think I think if we're if you're asking me which of these unproven rookies you'd rather have, it's the one with the upside, and that's um and that's AJ, right? I think. I mean, um, I think Abbott's got some upside too, but. I think I think tough, I think, tough team context, obviously. Yeah, I think AJ yeah. has a higher. The reason I'm saying AJ is it's Smith. I forget what his last Shaver. Yes, Smith Shaver. Smith Shaver. Yeah. I forget. So I'm not like his bud. I can call him AJ. I just forgot what the Shaver was. <laughs> um, I think I think Smith Shaver has a higher ceiling. You do. Um, I think Abbott may be safer. They're both hitting parks. Smith Shaver's got a better con- context as far as. Uh, Support goes. Does he have a better? Yes, he has a better bullpen. He only has a much better bullpen. Um, uh, Abbott may have a better closer, but he may have the best closer in baseball. <laughs> right, he may. Is Diaz the one that hasn't blown one yet, or at least yeah, has the most most saves four... without blowing one? Sixteen for sixteen, something like that. I thought he was like fourteen for fourteen, but yeah, something. Um, he's been check the box scores. I think he's got a couple more. Did he get a couple? Or maybe more? maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. But I do a I do a, weekly, a daily piece for um. ESPN and I think I think he's, no, he's got six. he's got fourteen. All right, then but someone I'm um... the idiot. Then I should check the box. <laughs> then someone just went okay. up to sixteen. I forget who it is. Anyway, maybe Duvall. Um, but he's blown a couple without blowing one. Yeah, who? I feel like I should should be obvious, but I'm blanking on. No who, big deal. Um, that would be. But I would ra- I I would rather have Smashaber um over Abbott right now. But I think I think Abbott has a better pathway to starts yeah because ashcraft has been rocky real rocky lately and brandon yeah. williamson still uh tentatively holding down a spot uh for, for the reds so yeah i think abbott's pretty well locked in but i 
you know, I kind of see him as the rest of the Rotowire Stakely crew does as kind of being uh, on par. And then uh, offensively, big drop from those two guys down to $7 for Joe Adele. Now, he was crushing it on the farm as he usually does, but it's yeah. that step up to the majors that's been so tough for him. Do you think this is anything more than just a short term while Hunter Renfro's away? Because Hunter Renfro's just on paternity. Correct. And there's already a bit of a log jam with Turner Ward and Mickey Moniak kind of alternating that spot without either of them really losing it. Or, you know, I mean, Ward, at least, Ward did lose it, but he's playing a little bit better now. So there's a bit of a log jam. And I don't know. Thinking, uh, can you can you ease it a bit with the DH? No, I don't think so. I, I don't think the DH on that team is going to go anywhere, right, Shohei? <laughs> so I don't think you can you ease it with the that. DH. Mm-hmm. So you know, I um, yeah. If he hits though, you got to think he's going to do something. And he hit hit his first homer. Was it last mm-hmm. night? So yeah. It's some something's going to give at some point. I mean, the Moniac has created a logjam. Mickey Moniac uh-huh. has created a logjam. So um, I think Adele has a chance to stay, but I don't know if I bid on him, assuming he will. That's not. I mean, that's not Hall of Fame advice. But I mean, I don't know what else to go there. Well, it's it is tough because it's just so hard to forecast, especially a guy who's been up several times and just has had trouble sticking around. Yeah, uh, hard to forecast what his playing time will look like. Taylor Ward's been one of the bigger disappointments in all of fantasy this year. Uh, Six seventy nine OPS for Taylor Ward. Um, yeah, I, I guess it does look like a logjam, but this is not like some great team. That right, I mean, they're okay, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe they it, find a spot, but it, it is kind of hard to to see the pathway clearly on the depth chart. This is sort of like my fantasy teams in that I don't have anybody that I that's playing bad enough to release, but they're not <laughs> playing well enough for me to compete either. Yeah. It's just maybe that's team construction. I need to go a little more starbsy scrubsy or take a chance on on some higher upside players. It may be my my approach. Uh, to answer so, so people still so you guys don't have to Google out there either live or as you're watching. Uh, listening to the repeat is Carlos Estevez, who's the, who I was thinking of, who has 16 saves without any oh, blown saves. Right, right, right. I want to say too that uh, Star Platinum in the chat mentioned that Graham Ashcraft went on the IL today, so that's a good catch. Now, does he have an actual injury, or is he like that fake blister? It might be a phantom thing. They're just calling it a calf. <laughs> calling it a calf, but it might be. I mean, it's. Performance-wise, it's been just brutal. So, yeah, uh, might be a phantom miles thing. The Dodgers, I mean, they're not even lying about it, right? There's, we're we're putting Syndergaard on the IL for a reset. Oh yeah, he's got a blister too. Yeah, he's they're not blister. even pretending that you know. Already, he chipped his fingernail. You know, maybe you know. I don't know. I'm being a little. At least the Blue Jays stuff. were honest and sent Manoa to. Uh, what the Florida Complex League or whatever? It was. Some, yeah, have, have you have you? I mean, it's it's been assumed that it has to do with getting used to the pitch clock, but there's some there's some interesting data, interesting threads on Twitter, and just pieces out there about just how hard it has been for Manoa to adjust to the pitch clock. So we'll also see. Also, saw that to... saw the thing today about the pitch clock in Philadelphia. Phil, maybe those cheaters! Those yeah. cheaters! Yeah, apparently. So, for those who haven't seen, it's in the Athletic, and I think you can read about it. Uh, you know, it's you don't have to subscribe. There's enough stuff about it on Twitter, etc. It's not so much that the clock is moving faster, but the the people in charge of when to start it, maybe hitting the button a little early. Mm-hmm. But the oddity about that is, um, it's not like a Philadelphia crew. There's a rotating crew that goes through, so it's not like the same person is just not starting it when everybody else is. It's just odd. And mm-hmm. the MLB knows about it. The Phillies know about it. The opposing teams know about it. You check out the number of infractions per park. And it's not just – ahead. it's significantly – when I say significantly, I mean statistically, st- standard deviations-wise, ahead, that it's not just random. 
there's something going on in that park. And they part of it they think it has to do with the with the Papa uh, Fowls. One of the weird parts about this is a direction you didn't think we'd go in today, Clay. One of the directions, one of the things about Citizens Bank, it leads the league in foul pop-ups. And it, it must just be the way it's shaped where the foul ground is. Um, it's one of the w- reasons why it's a somewhat of a pitcher's park, even though it's a home run park, is because there's more pop-outs. So all these, you know, some of these pop-outs and these fouls. The pitcher, you're supposed to start the clock when the pitcher's off the ma- on the mound, but sometimes the pitcher will receive the ball, you know, um, on the grass and then walk to the mound. And so some of it's just the nuances of the park, and they're just not starting the clock at the right time. But um, Wheeler, uh, Nola, maybe is part of their slow start, but they seem to have gotten their act together now. Yeah, really strange how that's not uniform and – they didn't make a point to make that uniform across the league on opening day, but well, I think they did. We'll get there, but well, clearly it didn't work out. Well, exactly. I mean, it's it, right. I mean, the, you can say well, what they, they say is the clock should start as soon as the one the pitcher has the ball and he's on the mound. Hmm. Some of them wait till it's on the rubber. Some of them wait. You know, some of them again. If you receive the ball yeah, yeah. from the infielder on the green, oh, he's got the ball. So it's not, the rules are set. It's the those that are in charge of adhering to them may not be doing it, which is what needs to be checked. Yeah, very interesting. Well, elsewhere in the stake league, uh, Trevor May picked up for six. He got his first save of the year on Wednesday. Would you bother here? I mean, there haven't been a ton of new closers into the pool in recent weeks. So would you uh, go after Trevor May if you, if you need a closer? No, I mean, the, the number of save opportunities that are being generated – in Oakland are few and far between hmm. and Trevor May is simply not very good. Remember, I don't remember if you were not, I remember if you were with us in Florida. Um, yeah. There's always one pitcher that Doug Dennis, you know, he's horrible. Well, Trevor May was his, uh, you know, picking, picking on pitcher this, 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 uh, this spring. And he's five, nine, three ERA, one, seven, six whip saves come with nine strikeouts and 13 and two thirds. Now hmm. I'm not going anywhere near him. Yeah, a guy like Justin Lawrence was the guy on some, you know, I actually picked him up in one league last week. It's just closer options have been few and far between, so I get why yeah, he I was mean, at least picked up here, even if, they, yeah, the, the outlook isn't great. For I wonder I wonder if that's because teams in general are spreading, clo- are spreading saves around yeah, a little maybe. bit so that there's already a natural, either the, either the player's already on a team, Adam Adovino's already on a team, uh, Yanni Ekinos already on a team, or there just isn't as much turnover for whatever reason this year. But you're right. Well, at least uh, in recent weeks, it feels that way. Yeah, no, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but yet, people still are a little slow to trust Craig Kimball, for an example, who's yeah. absolutely crushed it lately. Yeah, he's uh, been fantastic. Yes. Yeah. But yet, you look at, say, the, the ESPN roster ships, and it's below 50%. So, um, it's interesting that there's some of the you know you just you can't you can't pull the trigger. I don't want to watch him, but um, I I you know he's doing the job anyway. Never watch your closer. Never ever do it. <laughs> well, I said last week that Julio Tehran was one of the bigger ah. you know he was just a sucker play, and of course I'm the sucker. I don't he know. Goes out and shoves against the Reds, and then he's got Oakland shove shove. Uh, maybe not shove, but he pitched pretty well. Um, I guess it depends upon if you if you believe strikeouts are necessary to use for shoving. I mean, yeah. you got good results. You got good results. That's that's the better way to put it. Against Oakland, he may shove or just get good results. But either way, I mean, I guess I have to start considering Tehran. He goes for five. I probably wouldn't have gotten more than even zero. I didn't have a bid on him, but um, people are are finally starting to scoop up Tehran where he's still lingering. So I mean, it's an, that's one of those weird. I mean, how do you define shove? Oh. Um, six and a third innings, five strikeouts, one walk. That's good. I mean, it's one good. another strikeout, but it's fine. Two homers, oh, but he only yeah. gave up two runs. So the homers were timed when no one was on base. If one or both of those homers had a guy on, which people can say, well, he pitched differently. It's 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 a matter of timing. You know, the next time he gives up two homers, he may give up five runs. So, I, 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 as James Anderson mentioned on the show 
the satellite show right before that I did right before us. Um, you know, there were eight people that bid on it in your in your league. Were eight were there eight smarts people or were there eight suckers? And I don't think they're eight suckers, but I think there are eight people who uh wish that are gonna re well, one of which will regret winning him. <laughs> yeah, that could end up being the case for sure. Well, let's power through the rest of these. I'll I'll just rattle them off because they're a ton. All right. Snake League really does not. People are not letting their foot off the uh, gas pedal, which I respect. But, uh, well, there's it's one of those. Inter- I think there's a certain level of I mean, people talk with TGFBI and the, the 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 Nerf and Earth leagues. We care. We we want to beat our colleagues. We want to beat our friends. There, totally. a lot of it. I mean, I want to win those leagues more than the money leagues. I think. So the, the fact that it's an internal league and. 80 is going to be making fun of the other 80s that aren't, you know, that are spending and, and eating. It's, I think there's a lot of pride. I think I love things like this. Yeah. It's a really efficient kind of market here and everybody's putting in bids and, you know, scratching and clawing. The, the standings are still very fluid, by the way. I mean, yeah. I've, I've risen a lot. The guy, I think it was maybe Andrew Parr who was, you know, lower. He's now in the, uh, eating territory not in the buyer range so a lot can still change the standings are still very fluid so the rest of the pickups here daniel right. lynch for four wandy peralta for four cutter crawford of your red Sox for three brian Wu, who's kind of interesting struggled in his debut but gonna stick in that rotation for seattle he goes for three bucks uh will brennan for three Bowden francis reliever for the uh Blue Jays have kind of heard a little bit about. He goes for two. Jamison Tyone for two. And then uh, Emmanuel Valdez for two. Ramon Urias for two. Jake Myers for a buck. Gary Sanchez for a buck. Edward Alzole for a buck. And then into the $0 pickups, Paul Blackburn. Excuse me. Patrick Corbin. Grayson Rodriguez. I picked up Josh Donaldson uh, for zero, dropping Nelson Cruz. Mostly just to upgrade a bench spot potentially. Uh, Luis Matos, Victor Robles, Derek Hall, Jace Peterson, James Karinchak, Dylan Moore, Alec Burleson, Luke Weaver, and Heston Kierstad stashed. I think Kierstad just moved up to uh, AAA, if not mistaken. Um, so yeah, busy, busy week again. Who got, who picked up Tyone for two? Yeah, by the way, Kierstad was just promoted. In recent days, to uh, AAA. All right, let's see. Who do you say? Uh, Tyon Jameson Tyone, who got him for two? Let's see. Um, stick of truth. So that would be Chris Benzine. Nice job. Of all those names, how, I mean, that's just the way our mind work. I mean, Tyone, last year was an excellent pitcher, had some struggles, is due some regression, tweaking his pitches. Out of any name you've ever named in the stake league, I want Jameson Tyone for Jameson Tyone for two. It has been uh, really ugly for him, but I do think the baseline expectation for him is a lot lower than a 702 ERA, 154 whip. It's the expected really numbers are much better than that. Mm-hmm. And this time last year, he was a better, an above average pitcher. So the Cubs, the context is not great, but I mean, some of the names that you mentioned, I'd rather you know, more expensive and more of a risk than Jameson Tyone. We'll see. Well, we'll get into rival fantasy here shortly, but first I want to tell you a little bit about Batflip, our sponsor this week. Batflip, the team shuffling baseball card game, is a gamer's love letter to baseball. Step into the role of manager, build your team, shuffle it up and deploy it in an action-packed three-inning game. Each of the over 140 player cards is unique with its own special stats and abilities. Each team has its own powers and strategy. Flex your financial muscles as the New York money bags. Button steal your way to victory as the Sauk City small ballers. Or deliver takeout slides and headhunting pitches as the Detroit dirt bags. 12 teams in all. Batflip was designed by avid fantasy baseball players and made its pre-release debut at First Pitch Arizona 2021. I remember that. It's been played by the likes of Ron Chandler, Eno Saris, Ray Murphy, and Phil Goyette. Did you grow up collecting baseball cards? Do you collect them now? Then Batflip 
is for you. Do you like collectible card games like Magic the Gathering or the Pokemon card game? Do you like online card games like Hearthstone or Marvel Snap? Then Batflip is for you. Batflip features fast-paced strategic card play and endless replayability. Utilize your best players and special abilities at the most pivotal moments. And then when the time is just right, swing for the fences and flip that bat. Order your copy now at batflipgame.com. That's batflipgame.com. Hell of a bat flip by Ozzy Albies yesterday. Oh, yeah. That walk-off, by the way. Tough uh, spot the, the Mets are in. Sounds like they're going to lose Pete Alonzo. Yeah. Although I am still waiting to see if that move is official. I thought it, I thought it was. I thought he's on the IL. Um, I so thought I... coming. So I mean, after they, for the first time in franchise history, blow three games that they're leading by three runs in a row. Yeah, lose we Pete have... Alonso. It's looking rough. We have it on the site. Michael Mayer of Mets, uh, Online.com says he's going to the IL. Um, my, Mark Vientos going to play at uh, first baseman now. Vientos. And neither Nevientos nor Albies had a hit in that slugfest heading into uh, the 10th the inning. One of the two of them got a hit. Albies had the walk-off homer. Vientos is one of those, oh, he must have done well. We scored 10 runs or whatever. And he's the guy that had the offer. I think Olsen was one for six in that game. Don't you hate that? When you see, you know, you get a guy in a team that scores 13 runs and you check on the box score and he's one for six. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. <laughs> I mean, that's, I remember doing that with like the Reds finally had a huge game earlier this year, and Spencer Steer was the only one who didn't have a hit. And he was the only one I had in my fantasy lineup. Yeah. At the time. Way it goes. Well, let's talk a little bit about Rival as uh, Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner makes his arrival to your place, apparently, Todd. Um, (laughs) That was a very obscure reference. But Scott Steiner had a great, uh, alarm slash siren theme song back in the day talk a little rival and uh, your number one pick is a guy that i'm surprised to see his over under is you know the fifth only the fifth highest on the board shohei otani he's below garrett cole luis castillo andrew heaney and you darvish so you're just uh i mean this does feel like a little bit of a a lower projection than it should be 18 point Seven, five, uh, seven, eight points for Otani. Right, and I think Seattle's just not that good a team, offensive wise, and they strike out. So I don't. There's no. There's never an automatic in this, especially in this sort of thing. But and I, I, as I've talked about, I prefer to go the under because it's so so many more things have to go. So many things have to go right to get the over. But I, I just I took the over. I think I've taken the over in a couple of pitches today. There's at least four that I like. Um, so I'll, I'll mess around with different combinations a little later, a little bit later, but yeah, Otani plus, Hey, how, how much fun is it watching the game and rooting for Otani? It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It seems like a, I mean, I don't want to curse your, your pick here, but it should be a layup. <laughs> Although Luis Castillo on the other side makes it kind of tough for the win, but they are favored. Slightly at home, minus one fifteen. And you don't over need under. the win for it's only seven and a half runs. to get over to get over eighteen points. He doesn't need the win, mm-hmm. right? Just needs to go five to six innings and get six or so strikeouts. Yeah, that's a fair point. Fair point. I think um, I think my first choice is going to be over on Christian Javier. I mean, just going against Cleveland. This Cleveland team. I haven't looked at the numbers lately, but feel like one of the worst offenses I mean I've seen in a while um, they are slight favorites on the road Logan Allen on the other side has pitched really well but uh seven and one two eight four ERA and this number is really one that you don't need the win on I mean 14.93 points uh, sign me up for Christian Javier all day yeah now I think it's low because the Indians don't there I go again the Guardians don't strike out very much but I mean I have my projection is for 18.9. So I may have to add Javier as well. Uh, well, I, who's I look, next up for you? Yeah, I look for a two or three point differential. Uh, next up, if I'm if I'm not using Javier, I, I did do a couple of unders, uh, more comfortable. Uh, Andrew Heaney uh, under nineteen point two four, which to me is kind of a big number against Tampa, who just grinds you 
and grinds you mm-hmm. and grinds you. So I actually like uh, Javier and I think Kelly over 17. Uh, what Merrill Kelly, I'll talk about in a second. I may drop Heaney to my secondary list of, you know, secondary cha- uh, tries, but um, I haven't listed number two, so I'll go number two. Um, I like it as a pitcher, but just Tampa is just so good. Hmm. Yeah, same. I, that's a tough one, but uh, I'm a little surprised to see him as the third highest over under on the board because as yeah. good as Heaney's been, that is a really tough matchup to run into. Uh, Tampa Bay. So um, ugh, I'm tempted to go with a hitter, but you know, Rich Hill at 16.96 just feels a little high to me, doesn't it? Well, I, he's my I, good. I, I I won't have to talk about him. I can go to Merrill Kelly when I go next. But yes, he's he's on my list for under. <laughs> now that now I see that you sent me that earlier, so I, yeah. it seems like I'm just ripping you off. But I promise. No, you. no, 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 not at all. Um, and I, I, I you you should always take who you feel. Um, if we both agree, yeah, the, you know, it's, it's you know people want to follow and tell us that's even better. But yeah, I no, mean, I, I, I agree. Against I have Rich Hill going in one league, and yeah, the Mets are just so bad, but. It, Right now, but it, I don't think it could get much worse for the Mets. Um, uh, maybe it's a time to you know capitalize on how bad things are going, but I think they maybe come out with a little fire after that Atlanta series. Maybe they're a little ticked off. Yeah, I mean, and and maybe that's narrative driven, but I mean, it is forty three year old Rich Hill we're talking about. We do need to also point out uh, there's some weather going on. Not just not just the the. Um the smoky stuff, there's a little weather going on in the East coast. So uh, check out the New York game. Um, actually, is that, I mean, not, I know the Red Sox are in New York. That one's know. in Pittsburgh. Well, I was going to say, wait, okay. But that's another mm-hmm. city where it's uh, in danger. Washington. It's yeah. weird. B- Baltimore's got some rain. Yeah. I, you know, Boston outside of Boston, haven't noticed the smoky stuff. It's weird. Um, well, that's good for you. It's, uh, maybe I'm just not noticing it, which isn't good. Cause that means that it's always like this, but anyway, um, so that gives me the that gives me the opportunity to say Merrill Kelly uh, over seventeen point four seven, which I don't you know really it's Merrill Merrill Kelly is pitching really really well, hmm. uh, and he's going deep into ball games, and he's at Detroit, so I yeah. really like Kelly in this game. Yeah, they're favored here on the road and in Detroit, still such a you know a pitcher's park and a bad team, so. Yeah, I was looking at some of the numbers of Javier Baez since joining the Tigers, and oh man, it's uh, getting to a point where ugh, I don't know what the future is looking like for Baez, but it's uh, it's kind of emblematic of the whole whole team, his issues. I like that, and I'll just say too with uh, Rich Hill, Pirates slight favorites here, but over under is nine and a half runs, so. Um, Wind blowing out nine miles per hour in Pittsburgh. So, yep. I just, you know, Rich Hills you know, still can get the job done, but I just think 16.96 is a little high. Yeah. Anybody else on the rival uh, board that stands out to you? Yeah. So, real quick, I did take three hitters. And again, it's not the best odds, but I like to root for my hitters to go over. So, I'll take some overs. Um, I'll put more money onto the pitchers and I just have fun with the hitters. Uh, Mookie Betts over 8.8. Again, this is DraftKings type scoring. So to get 8.8, I mean, a home run's 14, 16 when you include the, uh, I'm sorry, for, when you include the run in RBI, it's like 14. So you just need a couple hits and a run or something like that. Um, 8.8 over Rogers, over uh, Ranger Suarez. Bryce Harper, 8.4 over Michael Grove. And Manny Machado, which I need to make sure he's in the lineup. I'm pretty sure he is. Eight in Colorado with Austin Gomber on the mound. So the all of the platoon advantage over, I mean, Suarez is okay, but, you know, middle, you know, middling pitchers. Um, so I like, I think they're easy, easy uh, spots to root for. Well, I got you there. That sounds good to me. I, um, I got our two-star pitchers queued up, but before we move on to two-star pitchers for next week, I'll tell you a little bit more about the rival fantasy game that we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. A new MLB season means it's time for a new kind of daily fantasy baseball. Rival fantasy is the fantasy platform re- reinventing the way daily and weekly games are played. 
And they brought new games to the ballpark this year that fantasy players won't find anywhere else. Rifle Fantasy's games include Fantasy Bingo, head-to-head player challenges, and Fantasy Book, which Todd and I have been playing. Users in Fantasy Book uh, can select over-unders for two to five players. With games like this, Daily Fantasy has never been better. Right now, RotoWire listeners can get a $50 protected first play. That means if you win your first play, you keep your winnings. But if you lose your first entry, Rival Fantasy will fully refund you up to 50 bucks. Go to play.rivalfantasy.com slash sign up and use code Rotowire MLB at sign up and deposit a minimum of $25 to get your first entry on Rival protected up to $50. Now's the time to step up to the plate and become a Rival today. Welcome to the arena. All right, Todd, two star pitchers for next week, the week of June 12th. Uh, Tommy Henry burned some some fantasy players. Uh, it's really hard to time these right, and those who picked him up for the Nationals outing were stuck with four and two-thirds innings of five-run ball, more walks than Ks. So it can fall apart in a hurry, fall apart as quickly as it came together for Tommy Henry. And uh, next week it's tentatively versus Philly versus Cleveland, two home starts. I'm tempted to go two because of the matchups, uh, but that could be another trap play. Yeah, a lot of home runs given up, multiple home runs in three of the past five games. Um, I was thinking one. I think I'm going to stay at one because it's just that that seven inning stint against Colorado looks to be the outlier. I'm going to stay one. Makes sense to me. And then what about Zach Davies? Same for him versus Philadelphia versus Cleveland. <sighs> um, struck out eight his last time out. It's a pretty good outing. Uh, is that Washington? Yeah, I think I'm going to give him a two as well, Zach Davies. I'm going to give him a one. He's not he's not hurting himself with home runs and, and walks. But uh, you know what? I agree. I'm going to go two. Yeah. Because he's not hurting himself with home runs and walks. The game is at home. The offense is scoring. So I will go up to a two. Sounds good to me. What about Charlie Morton at Detroit versus Colorado? That's pretty nice. And uh, I don't think I want to go five here, but I think I'm going to go four on Morton. Spencer Strider's an obvious five. I'm going to go five with Morton. Those matchups. Yeah, yeah those matchups. Um, yeah, I, I mean – He's probably going to be ranked, I don't know, 16, 18, 19, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's, there seemed to be more two-star. Last week, there were just there weren't a lot of quality two-star guys, so it just it made the rankings look weird. Um, this year, this week, there's a little bit more. Yeah, so long as he's not too shaken up over the Pete Alonso thing. Um, he contacted Alonso after the game and apologized. It wasn't – I guess it was a hit batsman previous. You just want to make sure that Alonso knew – it was just a you know an accident, etc. Um, yeah, but yeah, and you're right about you know what you say. You say Strider's a five. You know what his ERA? Is? Yes, he's a five. Do you know what his ERA is up to? Uh, two. Five. No, no higher, much higher. Really, it's three, three, five? Seven, three seven nine. Huh. Yeah, so, I would have thought it was well below that. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's the point. Now, Fair. I think I think expected ERA is a little bit lower. But he gave up eight runs in the last outing and four innings to the Mets. Um, no, he, he fanned eight and walked two. You do that, you're going to be okay. But the ERA kind of uh, went almost to run up from 297 to 379 um, in, in that outing. Well, Dean Kramer, the Orioles, was on a pretty nice run. He turned in a 255 ERA over span of six starts, but then he kind of came back down to earth against uh, Milwaukee on Wednesday. So six earned runs, two homers. Did have five Ks without a walk in that outing. Where are you at on Dean Kramer? Would you consider him versus Toronto at the Cubs? It's one I, you know, I think we talked about it last week. Toronto is going to explode at some point, right? I mean, they have to. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to. He's yeah. not not walking a lot of batters, and he's getting a strikeout an inning over this bit of a stretch, this 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 four or five game stretch that you mentioned. So, I'm going to go too. Well, 
even though things for your Red Sox aren't great overall, James Paxton's been a really bright spot. He's, you know, struck out at least eight in uh, three of his five outings. I'm sorry. Yeah, three of his five. And, I mean, everything looks pretty good. He's 36 to 9K to walk, only four homers in 26 innings. Kind of looking like the old James Paxton versus Colorado versus New York, both at home. Um, I think I'm going to go three, but it's kind of borderline four. It is because Colorado against lefties is still terrible. The Yankees can get you, though. So I'm going to also say three. That's true. Um, but, you know, I think it's kind of like a kind of like a five against Colorado, a two against New York, and I'm rounding down. <laughs> yeah, so you're a three as well. Yeah. And then you said you like the tie-on pickup in the stake league. How do you like him for this two-step versus Pitt versus Baltimore? Uh, 702 ERA overall, but, um, you know, and this last outing wasn't so pretty, but he has shown some flashes at least recently. Except the expected um, ERA is like four point seven. I looked it up when you were hmm. when you were doing the ad, um, which is still high, but it's more reasonable. And he's tweaking his pitches. The his swinging strike is down, and his called strike is down, which means he's not fooling people. Um, so I I do expect him to figure things out. You like you know I mean well both Pittsburgh and Baltimore are better offenses than one may think off the top of their head, but I'm I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna. Mm, I'm going to say three, but I, I think I could have said two and been okay, but I'm going to say three. Okay. I jotted down two, but I got you down as a three. Yeah. I, yeah. Maybe I got him on the Davies mix, but I'd have, I'd, I'd take him over Davies. Oh, for sure. Thing. And I yeah. think I may, it may just be a way to emphasize that I think he's going to get better. Well, I said at the top of the show, the Reds are a lot of fun. It's finally paying off all these years of uh, dedication. Finally have something to cheer for, but I still wouldn't trot out Luke Weaver. Now he is versus Kansas City, but then it's at Houston, and that's just playing with fire. So I'm going to go zero, I think, out of Weaver. I am as well. Um, he's had a game or two here where yeah, you stack really against guy. him and you're kind of bummed about it. But yeah. um, consistently, I, I, yeah, kind of like Zach Davies. It's He's going to do that to you once in a while. He's going to pitch well. But – and then you'll pick him up, and then he'll burn you. So yeah, that'll that probably will be the mo for for Weaver and a lot of guys. Um, Tanner Bybee. Now I don't want to go five, but I can't really justify any lower than a four on him, given how well he's pitched. Uh, really like what I've seen from Bybee, so I'm going to go four. Uh, on the road, I don't like it. These offenses can do damage. He's gone six six five five. Uh, da, ba, da, ba, da. All right, I'm going to go four. But I think there's potential for his first rough outing of the season, but I'll go four. Now, the two uh, Rockies two-star pitchers are both on the road for two, Connor Seabold and Chase Anderson. Chase Anderson's pitched okay. Jeez. Um Keep in mind, it's going to go zeros. Keep in mind, it's the Connor Seabold revenge game. Oh, huge narrative. Um, I still think I'm going to go zero on Seabold, but <laughs> Anderson's pitched so well that I think I have to go. Jeez, he's been routinely going five plus. This one feels like a trap, and I'm only going to say like a, a points league one, but I'll give him a one. Um, I'm going to go zero. I just think one of these two teams gets him. Yeah, you're probably right. I'll probably regret going going one. Uh, Lance Lynn, jeez, one of my bigger misses. Uh, looked to be kind of steadying the ship a little bit, then he goes yeah. out and gives up eight and then five. So he had a stretch there where he had, uh, you know, just uh, four earned runs over a span of three starts, 19 innings, but then back to being the bad Lance Lynn. So, mm. Let me take another glance at these matchups. <sighs> at the Dodgers, at Seattle. Good grief. I'm not going to go zero, but uh, two, I think. See, I, can even, I don't even want to go two. But. I can say this, hopefully, without getting canceled or deleted or whatever What we, we do now. Alec Manoa 
is having trouble with the pitch clock because he's a big guy and he's not able to, you know, get get his win back fast enough. I wonder if that's happening to Lance Lynn. Yeah, it could be one where like these, you know, one thing great about baseball is that these kind of beefy guys can succeed, but maybe those with poor conditioning are suffering as a result of the pitch. I mean, I don't like to speculate, but I, you know, I can, I, I get, I get winded jogging my memory. So uh, I feel as though I can at least speak towards it without, mm. without people making fun of me while well, they make fun of me anyway, but anyway. Um, so I, I, I wonder if that's, you know, I, I didn't want to believe that about Manoa, but there's too much evidence otherwise at this point. And I just, I wonder, I and it doesn't, and the other thing too is, Big guys could be could have decent cardiovascular. They're just big guys, mm-hmm. so I may be all wet on this. But I, I, but you know, there's there's what's it? Circumstantial evidence, enough circumstantial evidence to wonder about it. Uh, so, uh, all right, where are we with Lynn? Um, where am I going with Lynn? At L.A. At Seattle. Oh, wow, both on the road. I think I'm going to go two. But I don't love it. I, I, I feel as though you can get hit in one of those really hard. Yeah, same. I went too, but <clears throat> and there may be a league or two where I can't afford to sit him at, at the expense of a you know better player. But I probably will have to turn him loose in a couple leagues. So Ugh, it's a begrudging. I'll give him a two begrudgingly. But Lance Lynn, things are not uh, looking great for him. Now, while you were talking a little bit, I looked at. Reese Olsen, Tyler Holton for Detroit, and both have pitched okay so far, but I need to see a little bit more. So I'm actually going to go zero on both uh, Reese Olsen and Tyler Holton. Are we Are we sure that Holt? I mean, we have him down as the as the primary, but, I mean, he hasn't gone. I, to me, he looks like an opener. Yeah, he's pretty much an opener. So, uh, and I don't, we don't have yeah. anybody following him up, so I don't know exactly hmm. – yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know that we know exactly what is is going on uh, in that regard. So you, you think Olson? No, we have Olson down yeah, as starting. Could be Garrett Hill, who's a bulk reliever for that. Yeah, hour. yeah. I'll have to check my, my my own depth chart to see. But he only went. Oh man, yeah. I don't know. Tigers are gonna have to figure something out. Yeah, no. They do have some guys potentially coming back. Mm-hmm. Kind of soon. Scoobles on. Uh, yeah, on rehab or at least he's throwing bullpens, and uh, so they, they they may be getting some reinforcements. Michael Lorenzen has been kind of a nice uh, shot in the arm. Fayeto is out. Um, Olsen, other than the fact that he looks twelve, um, I can't give him any. I can't give him any. I have to give him a zero. And Holton slash opener has to be a zero as well. Yeah, Holton's not even a guy to consider. Oh. Put him on the list, but I'll go zero. And you know, Olsen's pitched okay, but he's gone five in his first two outings. But first is Atlanta at Minnesota. Right, you know what? We'll give him a one. We'll give, give him, him a one. one. We'll give him a one. All right. But that's it. I'm gonna call up my my own depth charts out of curiosity to see what's going on there as far as who else could pitch. Hunter Brown for Houston versus Washington versus Cincinnati. Pretty nice two step, although. You know, my Reds are on the rise, but uh, I would still say Hunter Brown. Not going to go five, but I'm going to give him a four. All right, I am as well. Yeah. I'm loving some of these stories coming out about Zach Granke lately. He's such a fun guy, but he is one and six. Now, I just get the Reds, and I'm going to start him in the stake league, but um, hard to recommend that to players in traditional leagues. Uh, he does face the Angels in the second one. I'm not saying, you know, it's a terrible pickup if you need somebody, but uh, so such low K rates. I think I can only go two on Granky. I think it is a terrible pick. I'm going to say one, but yeah. I'm, not, I'm not picking him up for it. Okay. Yeah, well, no, thanks he's for not K, uh, the, pulling any punches. The K rate is the thing. You, you, yeah. you alluded to it, and strikeouts are a category. I don't care what I don't care what your format is. Strikeouts matter. Well, let's pause briefly to uh, take care of one last piece of business. We'll throw to a quick word from our Blue Wire sponsors.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. All right. So welcome back to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clayling here with Todd Zola, FSWA Hall of Famer. We're making down making our way down the list of two-star pitchers for next week, the week of June 12th. 2023 and Tyler Anderson's been one of the bigger bust free agent signings of the year so far. He uh, he did get a win, but he gave up four earned runs. His ERA is now up at uh, five six two. I really was kind of surprised he came back and got a got a win. The mm-hmm. Angels the Angels offense, I guess, powered him because he was having a really rough start to that that outing. Um, Tyler Anderson, man. This is a great example of how important coaching and development staffs are at Texas, at KC. I'm going to go two. I'm going to go one. Wow. I'm coming in a lot higher than you this week. Texas is leading the league in runs. Yeah, they are. Surprising. Uh, Tony Gonsolin, hell of a outing for him. I disagreed with John Sadak, uh, I don't know if you're watching Ellie's debut, but he was saying that Gonsolin's a Cy Young contender this year. I don't think that's going to be the case, but he has been pitching really well. He was excellent last year through the first half uh, versus the White Sox versus San Francisco. Two at home. I think Gonsolin, I think I'm going to go five, but four. Actually, you know what? He's a five. Who am I kidding? Not me, because I'm saying three. I'm uh, sorry, uh, four. Um, no. no, I mean, Gonsolin's ERA. No, no, Gonsolin's ERA is fine, but he's fan 30 with 16 walks in 40 innings, 40 and two thirds. So, That's I mean, he's not even a two to one K rate, K, K to walk ratio. Homers are down, uh, but but he's always homers down. No, I just, I think there's a lot, you know, 24 hits. There's just, again, all right, again, a lot of luck. Doesn't that mean he's good? No, it means he's lucky again. Um, I don't, you know, I, I don't, one of those one of these years i'm gonna be right um just those matchups at home i think are just too yeah. juicy well but it's, it's, no you don't strike batters out you're you're vulnerable i don't care who the lineup is so um i'm gonna go for well good points good points well the miami marlins have an off day and we're also projecting uh trevor rogers to return next week so no two-star pitchers for them Trevor Rogers is set to make another rehab start for Triple A Jacksonville this weekend. So if that is his last start, yeah, he could theoretically slot back in next week. Uh, the Brewers have two off days, so new, no two star pitchers for them. And then Pablo Lopez for uh, Minnesota. Just this is a guy who kind of, at least for me, just routinely kind of underperforms his potential. I see so much potential in the guy. It's not like he's bad. Versus Milwaukee versus Detroit. I think this is one where he kind of swings back to being the Pablo Lopez. I think he can be. I'm going to go four. I'm tempted to go five. I don't know what his expected ERA is, but I'll, I mean, 4.25 seems high. 
with the, with the 92 strikeouts in 78 in the third innings with 22. Uh, well, all right, 11, 11 homers is the deal. So I'm sure his XFIP is much lower, and I don't mind these matchups. So I'm going to say I'm going to going to say five. I'm not wow. scared of Milwaukee anymore, and Detroit's Detroit. Well, I I hear you on that one. I think he's certainly a five potential type of guy. So you can see he's that going up against Burns, who, by the way, as you know, is, is he's he's good again, folks. Shocking, I know, but uh, yes, he is. Uh, two off days for the Mets. They need him, so uh, good for them. The, the Yankees also have two off days, but we're projecting Luis Severino. So we must be projecting they uh, – well, what's up with the Yankees rotation? Who well, Cortez, Nestor Cortez Nestor is on the – yeah, he's now on the IL. Um, Clark Schmidt is still in the rotation. Domingo mm-hmm. Herman is still in the rotation. But I think but it, that – It was just, the Nestor thing. Yeah, Nestor uh, thing. yeah. So I think that that's probably – what we're we're just assuming they're going to give Severino another start. I think that makes sense to just not have a replacement for Cortez for this week, at least. Uh, maybe the following week they'll want want to get one, but with two off days, I think they can can manage a four man rotation this week. Uh, for Oakland, James Caprillion, Hogan Harris. We didn't. Pol- gra- you want to grade Severino? Oh shoot, that's right. Um, what do you got for Severino? Um, interesting matchups. I'm going to give him a four because I st- I think he's better than he's looked. Yeah, I'll give him a four too. I, that's one where I, I mean, realistically, I'm probably starting. I'm hoping to recoup some of that value that I was that I've lost due to his poor, poor performance so far. Uh, James Caprillion, Hollywood Hogan Harris. Um, look, they got to face Tampa Bay then Philly. I'm going to go zero on both of them. Yet, in the interest of saving time, and I believe it's the right number, zero for both. Yes. All right. We're getting through there. So we're coming up on an hour, and we will recap these grades once we're through. Uh, Dylan Covey, he's back, huh? Yeah, I just remember seeing that. He was – you remember when he kind of was like a decent reliever for the, the White Sox? Now he's needed in that uh, – <clears throat> In that rotation, although he's not really pitching like a starting pitcher, two thirds of an inning on May 28th, and two innings June 3rd. So I'm going to go zero on Kobe. And then uh, is Wheeler a five for you? Yeah, I um, I don't want to misspeak, but I kind of remember DVR liking Kobe. I apologize, We've... Derek, if I am uh, not correct on that one. We've but all anyway. had our hits and misses. We've all had our hits and misses. Oh, no. Derek's had far more hits than misses. Yeah. I'm going to go five on Wheeler. Yep. I, I mean, he's pitching a little better lately. So yep. I think it's Oakland at Oakland to end the week. And it's, and it's, you don't have the fast, fast pitch clock in Oakland. Yeah, that's true. Ronzi Contreras, and a big oh. disappointment. And, and he faced Oakland his last time out and got rocked, only oh. managed to record one out. Oh, and he, it was it was ugly, yeah. especially since he was my lead streamer of the day on ESPN. Oof. Oh man, was that? And I mean, <laughs> Oakland. I mean, all right, they get paid to hit too, right? But mm-hmm. and it wasn't like Contreras was pitching that poorly heading in. It was just one of those days. I mean, he hadn't done all right four innings, two innings. You know what? He was pitching kind of bad, but um, the two inning was just a mid, it was a relief stint. Kind of a weird little thing, but he fans six without walks against St. Louis. No walks, and I mean he has he wasn't that bad. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, right? Does he bounce back? Ooh, where are we? We're at Chicago and we're at Milwaukee. Oh man, I don't love either of them. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two, but I may regret that. Going one because I will look to see if he was dropped in some league and potentially add him. I think you're probably um, closer to being right than I am. It's not one I feel good about though. Because I don't think I mean he wasn't pitching as bad as well as I thought he was heading in. I'm remembering earlier in the year when he was kind of he was going six innings a start and showing signs, but he has not kept that up. Well, Joe Musgrove had that. 
Mexico City game to deal with on his record. Otherwise, he's pitched pretty well. I mean, he's got a couple four spots on there. But aside from that Mexico City game, he's been okay. Um, I expected him to be a five. He's been more like a four. But I think versus Cleveland, I guess with versus Tampa Bay, I'm going to go four. But I'm still waiting for the five, Joe Musgrove. Yeah, I'm going to go four because, of this again, strikeouts. Cleveland doesn't strike out. They don't score, but they don't strike out either. What about Logan Gilbert versus Miami versus the White Sox? Tempted to go five here. What say you? Yeah, I'm going to go five. Yeah. You want to? I I know we're running a little late, but I'm going to tweet this later. Um, Felix Bautista has more strikeouts than George Kirby. Really? Wow. Yep, he's got more strikeouts than a uh, uh, like Drew Smiley. I'll, I'll I'll put the list out in a little while. But, um, yeah, I mean, Kirby catches your mind because he's so good. But he's just so control-oriented and mm. doesn't get the strikeouts. I think Kirby's strikeouts will pick up. But, yeah, I just thought, I mean, that also speaks to how much the Orioles use Bautista, right? He's like 51st yeah. overall in MLB. MLB. That means if you're 51st, and eh, 51st. Well, there's 30 teams. That means there's aren't there are not two starters on every team with more strikeouts than Felix Bautista. That's crazy. Yeah. And you do think Kirby's K's will come around. Huh? It's not going to be like I, a I think he's, he's Manoa too, situation. I Well, I think it's, well, yeah, well, I, you know, I, I, maybe an Aaron Nola situation where we didn't expect as many strikeouts. He's just too good not to figure out how to get more strikeouts. Logan Webb, Alex Cobb at St. Louis at the Dodgers. Kind of a tough... Uh, road two step for those guys. Hmm. Man, I don't know. Logan Webb, I'm going to go. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to go four on both of these guys, even though the matchups are tough. Actually, no, I'm going to go four on Webb, three on Cobb. I'm going to go five on Webb because I still believe he's a five and three on Cobb. Okay, so one below my marks. You said five on web, four on Cobb? Yeah, yeah. All right, got you down there. Uh, Matthew Liebertor. Now, when he stepped into that rotation, how? yeah, he went uh, five, one. Okay, so he's going – the best-case scenario, you're probably getting five. But it is versus San Francisco, then at the Mets, maybe he stretches out a little more. He's able to handle, handle a bit of a higher pitch count. Uh, I'm going to go three on Liebertor. He's not missing bats. I think he is better than a two, but I'm, I can only go two right now. I need to see it. Uh, he, he, until he starts getting some strikeouts, I can't go higher. Uh, Zach Eflin's got to be a five, right? What about Yanni Chirinos at Oakland at San Diego? Like the matchups, I think you're going to – I think I'm going to go – where am I going to go? Um, I'm going to go three. Um, I'm going to go two. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm going to go three. On Yanni? All right. Probably should go two. Uh, he's going to be a tempting pickup this week. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. Dane Dunning, John Gray. John Gray's been just off the charts lately. And Dunning's been uh, fantastic as well. This Texas team has really come together quickly. Ugh, Dane Dunning, John. I think both might be fours. I've got to have Gray ahead of Dunning. I know that. So now it's just a matter of 5-4 or 4-3. Um, I'm going to go 4-3. Okay. Three on Dunning? Yeah. He's not getting gotcha those strikeouts. Uh, Chris Bassett at Baltimore at Texas. Hmm. With those matchups, I'm tempted to say just a four, but he's been great. So I'll say no, no, no hmm for me. I'm going to go five. I mean, five? any concern on uh, Tirana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just he's done really well lately. He had that one blip against the Twins, but I'm going to go five. It, it, it's like a low end five, but I'm going to go five. And Jake Irvin's a zero, right? Jake Irvin is a zero. Well, you know, he's probably a nice human being, but as a pitcher yeah, this week, I imagine he's a nice human being. All right, so let's recap our grades here. 
the week of June 12th, 2023. A lot of disagreements this week. Tommy Henry, I say two, Todd one. Zach Davies, two. Charlie Morton, I say four, Todd five. Spencer Strider, five. Dean Kramer, two. James Paxton, three. Jamison Tyone, I say two, Todd three. Luke Weaver, zero. Tanner Bybee, four. Connor Seabold, zero. Chase Anderson, I say one, Todd, zero. Lance Lynn, two. Reese Olsen, I say zero, Todd, one. Tyler Holton's basically an opener, so he's a zero. Hunter Brown, four. Zach Granke, I say two, Todd, one. Tyler Anderson, I say two, Todd, one. Tony Gonsolin, I say five, Todd, four. Pablo Lopez, I say four, Todd, five. Luis Severino, four. James Caprillion, zero. Hogan Harris, zero. Dylan Covey, zero. Zach Wheeler, five. Ronzi Contreras, I say one. Todd, two. Uh, Joe Musgrove, four. Logan Gilbert, five. Logan Webb, I say four. Todd, five. Alex Cobb, I say three. Todd, four. Matthew Libertor, I say three. Todd, two. Zach Eflin, five. Yanni Chirinos, three. Dane Dunning, I say four. Todd, three. John Gray, four. Chris Bassett, I say four, Todd, five. Finally, Jake Irvin is a zero. Uh, not in real life for two-star pitchers next week. Well, good stuff, Todd. Uh, thanks for bearing with me. My voice is kind of – I'm kind of losing it or something. But uh, good show. What Anything else on your mind today? <clears throat> the uh, the tout table this week, uh, it's one that I like, and that is how do you go about improving your batting average? Um, that's a really hard one. I was trying to think, and it's yeah, because it's a really there, tough one to do. There's some game theory involved. There's some roster management, and there's player analysis. You can take that in a lot of different directions. So much so that the rest of today and this evening, I'll be writing a Z files about it, which hopefully will be up by uh, by time we're on series tomorrow, and the piece itself will be posted tomorrow on toutwars.com. So uh, we talk a lot about homers and pitching ratios. We don't talk a lot about how to improve your batting average other than go get Luis Arise. Yeah, really tough category to improve in in season. So I'm interested to see what some of the touts have to say. Well, good stuff. That'll do it for us. Thank you guys for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast brought to you by Batflip. We'll catch you next week. Have a great rest of your weekend and go Reds, baby. Thank <laughs> you.